So, for the first time ever, we've had to stop recording because of not me, but not the co-host. Me, but the co-host. The invisible person. <laughs> so, there's a first for everything, guys. And we were running it really good. Like, the intro was amazing. <laughs> really good stuff we were running it so good okay no let's just talk about what we were talking about we were giving our pop culture references we're talking about our show that we're currently watching well we just finished yesterday which was the perfect match which is not sitting to my left it's a netflix television show about it's a reality tv show of course i think people know because it's like number two on turning on okay. netflix so well, I think i'm not we have gonna to give, give like the the background of it but all i'm gonna say is i watched all the episodes with kellen he fought every single one he's like i don't want to watch this can we just turn something else off this is so stupid i'm losing brain cells everything you could think of so then what do not i do not true i was into it oh i got not invested true. i got invested every episode and then our friend shane goes and kellen's like i'm not watching a second more of this show and then i watched the last four episodes by myself and kellen throws a fit because she told me she's gonna watch one okay and i got butt hurt so he's like i wanted to watch them with you and whatever and so i (laughs) i was like i don't care (laughs) go ahead and then she ends up going for it I was he like, said he didn't care. And then we ended up. She ended up rewatching it last night, so she got about eight hours of perfect matching yesterday. But we Loved we skipped it. through all the yeah, stuff that was needless. Like we Brian only like Shane, so we well we like other people too. But Shane's our favorite. No, and we don't. We, we literally like no other people on that show. Like Georgia. Well, I, I could like go without Inez. I literally like can only like, go with Shane. I like Shane's Joey. By far the best. I can go without every single one of them. Okay. Every single it. one of those people could go without. Kellen's obsessed with Shane. He has a man crush on Shane. I don't. He's just so funny. We said we would be friends with him. We want to be friends 100%. with him. 100%. I think 89% of the population would. Because the other, so. like, 11 might think he's a little... <laughs> Do the head thing. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> he's Kellen so... mimics him because he, like, sticks his neck out when he talks sometimes. It's so Kellen. Oh, like... I love that guy so much. I wonder... I want to go meet him. We should just show up, DM him, show, show up at his house, hang out. Okay. We're just trying to figure out if him and Chloe are still together, so we're just waiting for them to post, because we don't know. Definitely was his arm in that post, though, and his face in that video. I am calling. it was. But it's been a year since then, and those relationships with those kind of people don't last very long, so. Those kind of people. So. What do you mean? <laughs> you know exactly what I mean. Reality TV show? yeah stars yeah he was about to engage to a lady that he knew for not a long time a and then eight eight months later he was going he's to engage to a lady <laughs> i wonder if he would have um lasted if he actually didn't get rejected on what's that show called love is blind yeah love is blind which i've which never, I've never seen, seen but i'm gonna have to because i gotta get my pinch pokey on me a coke dude stop get off me bro but it's super super freaking sick and i came up with a segment that's gonna be a one-time only offer until kellen gets more of these but for dude jump in the gun huh god she gets mad at me and says i'm training her for her to be an elementary school teacher teacher tough topic right now um 
but she says I train her. I think she trains me because you just acted like a spaz right there. <laughs> like I would have literally sent you to the corner after doing that. That's seriously no, one of those kids wouldn't. that. You would not send a kid to a corner for touching a card, or all my kids would be in the corner all day long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think I would be extra hard on you because I'd be like, this one is a tough one. Okay, I'd continue. definitely be calling home all the time if you were my student. You'd be annoying. No, you wouldn't. You would not. Did you ever get in trouble? Mm, not really. Yeah. Not that I remember. Little goody two Oh, there was one time I was playing with Play-Doh and I think it got like in a, someone else's class and it like got stuck on the floor and Play-Doh's like hard to get off of a carpet, you know? Like, you know those like elementary what? school carpets? Mm-hmm. And so the teacher complained to our teacher and she <sighs> had us write a letter and apologize and go clean it off the floor. Like go try to like scrape it up. Whoa. Because the That's teacher not was even kind in of trouble, hardcore. So. That is in trouble. That's not in trouble. And trouble's going to the principal's office. And clean up Play Doh in the like the fifth grade. (laughs) No, maybe younger than that actually, but still. No, probably like third grade. Yeah. Well, this is a UFC podcast and we're gonna get into this. Um, (laughs) You asked. Yeah. But like I was talking about, we have this segment that is going to, to come about. It's called a lock upset. Lots of rustling. I was waiting tons, for you to say. Tons of rustling around. <laughs> You're proving my point as we're speaking. Can we just sit still and listen okay, to the okay, teacher? Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm wearing a lot of hats right now. There you go. It's a bad okay. saying amongst the teaching community. Gets no, on a lot of people. Not. Is it not? No. Oh, well, you just, I said it yesterday. And Your mom doesn't saying and i was saying a lot of teachers say that because they do wear a lot of hats so it's a popular saying amongst the teacher community kind of yeah i'd say so you're wearing one hat and that's teaching kids how to do stuff so much more goes into it but okay continue okay i'll I'll make a list right now i'll let my child over here draw on her whiteboard (laughs) (laughs) i'm just gonna write a, a list of all the hats i wear Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> it's a joke. Yeah. Okay, continue. Show them. Let's. I'm getting. Let's get into the segment. This segment, but it's gonna ruin our. Okay, actually, you know what? Screw it. UC 285 this weekend. Biggest card, probably. Like it has some of the sickest fights of the year that we've seen. And I, I guess we'll just jump right into this because I got some UFC cards for Christmas, and this will be a one and done type of segment until I get more. And it just, it just so happens that a few of my cards, actually, the people on the card itself i actually received them in my box of what is it prism panini ufc packs i forget how many it was four cards per pack and there were six packs per box got to get more of these but i also it's going to be a little bit tough because i don't want to i don't want to get repeat cards yeah that's the part that sucks i wish they're like baseball cards yeah so this is called lock upset and a toss up, like a fifty fifty coin flip. All right, and lock upset and a toss up. Yeah, and it's our picks. <laughs> you mouthed it while I was saying. Huh? You mouthed it while I was saying it. Oh, I do that looked, sometimes. Yeah, and you looked like Chase. When I. <laughs> 
Man, dude, if you don't understand, like, we're just going to be probably referencing perfect match stuff. There's one guy that was, like, doing weird counting on the final episode. He looked yeah. like he was counting the members of the cast yeah. as he was just sitting there, and it was really strange, and we were it just kind of captivated me and Bianca. But anyways, let's try to get into this topic yeah, for the sorry. seventh time in a row. <gasps> okay. I have four cards. You want to know my lock right now? Show my lock cards. for UFC 285 to get a dub. I'm not going to brag, but I got a Shavkat Rachmanov card. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, Shavkat Rachmanov choking out Michelle Prezeras, I think. in his Was that his UFC debut? Yes. And uh, it has a little description on the back, which is sick. These aren't a new like thing. I'm pretty sure tons of people have these. But pretty sick that I got one of my favorite fighters. Shavkat Rachmanov. I got a bunch of cool fighters. These are nice cards. I know. So that's my lock to win this weekend. Is Shavkat Rachmanov is going to get by Jeff Neal. We've already talked about it a bunch. We've broken down their fight. Final pick. Just don't let that left land on you. Left from Jeffy. Jeffy Peanut Butter. <laughs> that's what Bianca came up with last episode. Yeah. Don't let that left land on you, Shavkat. And if you do that, the whole world's going to know who you are. Next. Upset. I believe... The Sh- Valentina Shevchenko, okay. Valentina Shevchenko card. Right here. That is Kellen's upset. She is going to be going down this weekend against Alexa Grosso. Really believe that Alexa Grosso just has all the school skills in her. I was going to say schools. All her, schools. She has all the skills in her tool belt to beat her. Ground game, she showed that off against. Um, who, who did she choke out? It was. Uh, the freaking girl that has a sick accent, dude. That could be anybody. Joanne Wood. No longer Calderwood. I remember that she got a rear naked on her, I believe. And then she had a really good fight against uh, Viviani Arujo her last time out. It's just so clean. Like she just, It's kind of just uh, when you get into that upper division, like upper, upper echelon of the flyweight girls, there's very few room, like, there's not a lot of room for error, and the only things that really decipher some of those fights are huge shots that are landed in rounds that sway the judges. And Alexa Grasso, and same with Manon Fiol, they're the ones that land those big punches. And then if you're going to beat Valentina Shevchenko in these razor-thin rounds, you're going to have to have some big moments, and it seems that those two girls are some of the only ones that have those big moments that kind of differentiate themselves from the rest of the pack. So I think Alexa Grasso, the boxing is clean. The kicks are there. She just likes to push the pace. She's not going to go away. She's tough as nails. And if the fight goes to the ground, she's going to scramble back up to her feet. And she might even find a submission. And as we saw in that fight with uh, who was Valentina, the split decision. Oh, yeah, against Tyler Santos. I want to call, always call her Ketlin Vieta for some reason. But against Tyler Santos, it was a close fight. And I really think that this is Alexa Grosso's time. And I, we've been hot on her forever because her boxing, she just manages to piece people up. So... Valentina, do you have any thoughts? You think Alexa can win? Bring one home for Mexico? Mm, I would love her to win because I'm totally all for Mexico, but I think Val- Valent is it. What's her name? Valentina. Valentina. Yeah. Why does it look like it's not spelled? Oh, I guess yeah. It's spelled like exactly like the bottle I can't, hot sauce. From right here, I can't read that. They have glasses on. Can't read it from Harry Potter. Um, Shevchenko. Okay. I think she's gonna. I mean, she's. I have just a fun a game that we're gonna play after this that has nothing to do with MMA. Okay. Then. Is this a typing game? No. 
<laughs> we mean like we were taking typing tests yesterday because we absolutely suck. We're like, there's like typing put, courses ah. you could do to like check your speed, but like we were trying to like not look at the keyboard while doing it, and we literally spent like a solid. And we 30 cleaned the Algerino Game Studio yesterday, and yeah. uh, there was paper towels. So I, when Bianca was typing, I'd lay a paper towel over, <laughs> so I couldn't flipping see. it up and off. But it's good practice. Like I need to because yeah. I'm only I'm, I'm about tapped out at 40 words per minute with 93% accuracy. That's pretty good. I was like 41 with like 97%. I feel like you type better than me though. Yeah, I do. I think you do too. Barely. You, Bianca has good stretches. I'm more consistent throughout, but Bianca will like good have stretch. she'll she'll have a you'll have a whole sentence and then you get caught up on like one word. And it's one letter down. yeah yeah i'll i'll kind of mess up brr, mess up brr, mess up brr. she's up like brr, it. mess up mess up mess up mess up brr, mess up mess up because then once i'm off my rhythm then i can't get back off on your rocker no um, when i'm <laughs> off kellen calls it home base home row home row the home row keys <laughs> home row keys <laughs> dance mat typing baby oh my god i, I have. sounded just like him if you don't know it's a little goat you he literally i sounded just like him. him go check out dance mat typing okay sorry for that once again this is a fun podcast it's Derailing. a fun podcast it's a fun podcast subscribe like subscribe this is a fun podcast i need to put that right, never mind i learned how to put the little subscribe and like button on there in my Ooh. animation class i should put that on <gasps> youtube videos um that's sick and then what are the odds that i also get jean bonjour's jean bonjour versus cyril bones gone john bone gamine jones and cyril bones gone pretty sick ass cards i get a fireworks version of john jones prism i don't really like john jones could throw this in a fire for all i care but it's pretty sick that i have the main event in one pack yeah True. And this is my toss-up. 50-50 coin flip. What are we going to see? Are we going to see Baller John Jones? I want to know what you, what you think. Are we going to get one, another one? Undisputed title for the French man? Who I want to win. Cyril Gone is one of the nicest guys ever versus one of the meanest guys ever. Who's the most manipulative freak I've ever seen in my life? Literal, manipulative freak? Yeah. Literally. Let me look at it. <laughs> John Jones has Francesca from Perfect Match Manipulation by him. <laughs> oh. Oh, I didn't I don't like John Jones cuz didn't no. he go to jail for beating up his wife? He just has a lot of things cooking. Don't really like the guy. I like Cyril Gunn. Cyril Gunn. Yeah, and isn't he from France? I hope Cyril Gunn whoops his ass. Is Cyril from France? Hmm. Isn't he French? Yeah. Yeah, I like him. Take a freaking big baguette and just whoop him upside the head with that that's what's gonna happen. You're a dork. What do you think? Head kick knockout? Uh, do you think he could Sorry. finish Boney? John no. Bone Joner. I hope not. Don't say that. What? <laughs> There's a funny TikTok I saw where two college, uh, two high school students were walking in into a classroom, and uh, there were. There's like a teacher there, and the teacher doesn't like the nicknames the kids have for him. And they're like, oh. "Hey, Mr. Jones, hey, John Bone Joner." Oh wait, <laughs> yeah. yes, yes, dude. When the kid, when the like kid I've said John Bone Joner, I fell out of my seat. <laughs> That's like the funniest thing I've heard in my life. Like, who thinks of that stuff? It's so funny. Mm-hmm. Or it was Mr. J- yeah, Mr. Jones. God damn. <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen here. Do you guys have any thoughts on what's gonna happen? Because John Bone Jones, he's been a uh, John Boner Joner has been putting on the weight like a big man. He's been putting on the weight right the right way. But on the other hand, Cyril Gone 
freak show athlete. I mean, when we look at the tail of the tape, it's going to be extremely similar. I know Cyril Gaon's probably got an 80 inch reach. They're both around six foot four, six foot five. John Jones, 80 inch plus reach. You're not going to out kickbox Cyril Gaon. I know that for a fact. John Jones is going to try to take this to the mat and Francis Ngannou him, which, I mean, you got to think that the only thing, one of the only things that Cyril Gaon has been working is trying to get the biggest men in France pushing him up against the cage and trying to take him down and him just stuffing takedowns. Like, because he already knows that he can stand with him on the feet. Like, Cyril yeah. Gaon's going to find the target on John Jones and John Jones is going to have way more issues on the feet against Cyril Gaon because he's never faced anybody like him in his life. And so Johns is going to re- revert to try to take him down eventually in the fight. And we know this. And so how is Ciro going to do? Yeah. And that's literally what the fight comes down to. It's not any dominant cruise analysis here. You don't have to watch a lot of film on this one. That's just what the fight's going to come down to. And I just don't know what's going to happen. We'll see. Come Saturday. Maybe close with decision. And this is the, yeah. I think head kick knockout for Ciro gone in the fourth round. Huh. Would be one of the biggest upsets bold, of all time. Bold. Do you think if uh, Cyril Gaon beats John Jones, gives him his first loss ever, like legit loss ever, it's bigger than um, Ugh, it's bigger than hard. Leon versus Kamaru? I knew that you were going to say that. I don't know. What about, do you think it'll, you think it'd be better than Pijera beating um, Adesanya? Mm-hmm. Better than that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know about Usman. What would you rank those three if they were to occur? In order of like sickest to yeah, I feel like the Usman is number one, one. without a doubt. And then that's the greatest that, knockout of all time. Yeah, and then that one number two, and then the other one third. Yeah, please, Cyril, get this done for all the homies out there. That would be cool. <sighs> That'd be so sick. We only have a few more topics because killing th- that's basically it. Oh my card, that's the four. That was fun. Yeah, that's our lock upset and toss up, baby. Um. There's like two other storylines that I really care about, and we've already hit a bunch on Shavkat Rachmanov and Jeff Neal. The other one that I really want to talk about, but I kind of want to do a game really fast. Okay. I just really want to... I love games. I just want to know. If I was to say a country, I want you to give your accent. Like, say a sentence. I thought you were going to say you were going to say some a fighter, and then I have to guess what country they're from. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I'm horrible with accents. So. No, actually, you should know this. No, 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 not, okay, the, we'll not the accent. I'm not going to say the accent in it. That would be obvious. You meant if I said their name and their accent, and then no, you guess no, where they're from? No, no, like, because your original thought was for you to say country and Actually, accent. I want to know if you can decipher where people are from. Yeah, I feel like that's more relevant. Okay. Like, just show me someone on the card. Just sticking to the card, you mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Where is... Cameron Simon from. I can see the flag, but I don't know what yeah, flag exactly. that is. Yeah, exactly. You don't even know the flag, so it's... it'd be funny if I got close to them talking, and then you have to figure it out. Scotland. Let's see if you're right. <laughs> Definitely not right. No. He is from. I'm pretty sure he's from South Africa. Yeah, that's the flag. Oh. Pretty sick flag. That's cool. Yeah, so he talks cool. We know, know this. He talks like you're. I guess this is kind of a testament to see if I know my flag. Do you know where Mataj Gamrod is from? Georgia. No. <laughs> <I> guess. <laughs> Mataj Gamrod. 
Stripper. Somewhere. Think stripper. What, what do strippers use? Oh, Poland? Yeah. He's Polish. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Where's Farid Boshrat from? Farid. Farid. Boshrat. Show me their fly. Ooh, that's tough. That's tough. Come um, on. You got this. Where was his brother from? We talked about this. Remember the snow leopard? Middle Eastern country? Yeah, I was going to say Middle East, but like Iran? Iraq? No, that's where I thought he was from, yeah. I think that's where Amir al-Bazi's from. Where? Iran? Mm-hmm. So is he from Iraq? He's from Afghanistan. Or, oh, Afghanistan. Pretty sick. Whoa. That is cool. Yeah. And then Ian Gary, where is he from? Let me look to see if I know my flag. Okay, yeah, good idea. If you Ireland. don't get this, yes. Okay, thank God. You're literally going to be going there. I'm not going there. Oh, wait. Yeah, never mind. We could have. Bro, it would be really good to memorize flags, to be honest. Quizman, another flag. Who's All right. At the bottom right This there? one. Is that Argentina? Yes. Good job. I can't wait to watch Esteban Ribovic. And then keep going. We already did. Uh, oh, go up to song. Come Is on. that Korea? no that's japan no japan is no i know japan's japan's is a like a circle you're almost naming every other major asian country where's your phone from oh it's china (laughs) god dude (laughs) the japanese flags is freaking white one with the red i know that one you said korea yeah your friend would be mad where's the red maple leaf canada canadian canadian that's about it that's brazil i think oh, this is that one? this is uh whoa what's wait no let me guess uh is it in africa no i think that's guam yeah i just hovered over it it's guam trevor jones is from guam oh that's that. cool you can hover over it yeah okay wait no there's another one what's this valentina Shevchenko. isn't she from russia She's from Kyrgyzstan. Kyrgyzstan? Yeah. Kyrgyzstan. Is that in Russia? Uh, it's, it's on the country. Put it on... No, I know, but what continent is it on? Pretty freaking close to Russia and probably Afghanistan. All those stand countries. Yeah. I'd say. This is boring. Yeah. Keep. Yeah. We'll just <laughs> keep going. <laughs> At first... Well, I don't know. Where a lot of those people were from. I didn't know that, though. That's cool. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting card, but there's only, like, two things that really matter on here. And let's be real here. All right? And then speaking of Polish parties, we end something off. This is this is a quick episode, all right? We've talked about literally nothing so far. <laughs> so, let's talk about the, the one fight that is absolutely sickening is our boy Fareed Boshrat versus Damon Blackshear. And... Kellen did not have a lot of time to prepare for this episode, but that does not mean he's not well-versed in his Basharat brothers' (laughs) skills, all right? And I had to go back and watch Damon Blackshear in his fight against Yusef Salah, and Damon Blackshear, pretty freaking good. And you know what I'm going to tell you right now? This is going to be one of the best fights on the card for the first 10 minutes, maybe even just a first round, because Damon Blackshear is going to come in there. And if Fareed Boshrat's not careful, he could get caught in a submission. Because I just, 
after watching Blackshear fight, it's really evident that he has really good transitions. He can find submissions, and he also has pretty good stand-up as well. And he just seems really strong in those early rounds. But this is the hot take, baby. Not even a hot take. We know this. We know the Bashar brothers can absolutely grind. They're, like, so good. I think Furry Bashrod is going to burst onto the scene in this. This is going. This is UC debut. He's not going to squander this opportunity. Okay, I rewatched his uh, contender series fight against uh, Belgoso or whoever he was fighting. Was that that one guy's name? Let me check. He was pretty good. Yeah. Oh, Belgoso. And what I love about Fair Bashrod, his brother Javid Javid, <laughs> a little bit more finesse, really good striker, but they are similar. I honestly think Fair Bashrat's a little bit more aggressive, and he's definitely kind of he got more of that mauler in him. He is super good. Like on the feet, obviously he emulate his brother. He does what his brother does. Switches stances really well. Pretty light on his feet. Hella good jab. Can work to work your body like work your body really well. He there was one exchange in uh, the Bagoso fight where Bagoso didn't know what was coming. He went high with a jab, I think, and then Bagoso kind of shelled up, and then he just started ripping the body. But also, what I love about Farid is his kicks, dude. Like when he switches stances. It's so weird because you never know where they're coming from because he'll like kind of switch stances and then throw his lead, but then all of a sudden like he could throw a jab and then right follow that right back up with a um like a rear head kick, a rear leg head kick, and it's just so it's just like it ons a, a continuous onslaught and it just seems like you no know, he's kind of reminiscent in that fight of uh, Aaron Blanchfield in their most recent fight because. Whenever he gets on top of you, he's just constantly looking for a finish and he's trying to find your back or he's throwing elbows. Like it just the biggest takeaway from his fight is this there's not a lot of like stale or like null movements. Like there's not everything he does is like for a purpose and he's just trying to get his guy, his opponent out of there. And I love the brothers because they're both freaking they're kind of like bro let's go like if they can tell that you're kind of scared or something, they'll kind of start smack talking and they kind of just have like both of them just have the total package and the el- elbows that he throws from up to like on, on, when he's in um kind of like freaking when he's just on top of you not even in he's not even in like full mount but he'll still he just kind of does that weird like jumping motion into you <laughs> like if he's still inside of your guard and then he'll just find ways to slice you open but i just think it's going to be a really good fight people are probably sleeping on this one because demon blackshear he's kind of like an imposing dude in there for the for first few few rounds but Zalal broke him in that third round and by the end of it was throwing ground to pound and I just think Zalal is really good but I think Fareed's better if Fareed breaks Damon Blackshear down by the end of that second round which I think he's going I think that's his path to victory is just outclass him out fight IQ him it's gonna be a it's gonna be a really impressive performance for Fareed because this is not a good like because sometimes when guys get into the UFC on their UFC debut, it's kind of a walk in the park. This is not a walk in the park by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> so pr- props to him for taking this fight. He's trying to prove a point here. And I just really think that everything he does is smooth. And he has, him and his brother both have the makings to be top five guys in the world. And at some point, mm. they're going to be absolutely cracking and starching that division really soon here. Because what is that? Javid has three fights in the UFC, you know, gravely. Gravely, he has a dude. I don't even fucking know. It doesn't even matter. But <laughs> wait, no. Okay, we got to name this right now. He's got Tony Gravely. He's got uh, 
Trevin Five Star Jones, who's going to be fighting Cody Garbrandt on this. And then he also has uh, Mataj Mandolch. We got it. Good job. Steel Trap, baby. Let's go. It's never gone. So I'm so excited for this fight. Fareed's the man. This is the guy to watch on the card. Because this is going to be probably the big, biggest star to come out of this the when we're biggest. looking down the line. And then the next thing that I want to talk about really fast was uh, Gamer versus Jalen Turner. Because Kellen is an absolute dum-dum and forgot that Dan Hooker got hurt. I think he hurt his hand or something. And then Mataj is fighting Jalen Turner. Was which... Dan supposed to be on the card? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I sound like a smoker right there. I was just going to say that. <laughs> but... Jalen Turner versus Mataj Gamrot is probably one of the going to be one of the most high level fights we've seen this year, just because of how good gamers wrestling is and how good Jalen Turner striking is. This is a clash of kind of two polar opposites. Mataj Gamrot, he can land on you, like don't get me wrong, he can knock you out. But against Benil Dariush, if you couldn't get that takedown, it was pretty slim pickings for him on the feet. And Jalen Turner, he has long ass levers and if he cracks you you're probably going to go out cold or you end up like this is what could happen honestly like jalen turner if mataj is not careful we could see a brad riddell situation right all over again because jalen turner could crack you mataj could get nervous shoot shoot right into a guillotine but i just don't see that happening just because mataj is too strong but the thing what i was thinking with this fight is when i was looking at the rankings because i'm trying to think what's best for our boy, the future champion, Armand Sarukian. And in a way, this fight is almost better than the Dan Hooker fight. Just because, like, you get a better gauge of how good Jalen Turner is. And so, what I'm thinking is, even though it doesn't do much, but it can go a long way in terms of... If Jalen Turner gets this dub over Mataj Gamrot, you can basically give Jalen Turner to Armand Sarukian... And even though they're not going to be, well, actually, I'll take that back because Mataj is number seven. Okay, never mind. <laughs> no, I was just thinking that maybe Jalen Turner and Armand Sarukian fighting two of them that close doesn't make a lot of sense. But I really think that if Jalen Turner gets this dub over Mataj Gamera, it's great for the division. It's great for Armand because all you have to do is match Armand versus Jalen Turner, winner of that. Anybody else in the top five that doesn't have a fight, i.e. Dustin Poirier, like... Mm. Dude, sometimes you just gotta sometimes you just gotta go with it. And you just have to fight some young guns because I would love to see Armand Sarukian versus Dustin Poirier and cool. Jalen Turner versus Dustin Poirier because if the winner of that fight deserves the world. And also Armand Sarukian <laughs> has already given probably like besides Alexander Volkanovsky, Armand is the most equipped to beat Islam. And I think that a lot of guys know this. They're nervous about it. But Dustin, like you earned that shot. Dustin Poirier, you can't be looking down on these guys. Anybody else in the top five, you can't say, oh, they don't have the star power. Because I guarantee you, after this night, if Jalen Turner does an impressive finish over one of the scariest wrestlers in the entire division, he's going to have some serious star power. And I think he's probably going to sway <laughs> yeah. a lot of the eye, like eyes of the guys in the top five because some of them don't really want to fight. Because Benil Dariush, he uh, is fighting Charles. Michael obviously fighting Connor probably. Justin Gaethje's fighting Fazeev. Despoir is the only guy that doesn't have a fight. And Armand Sarukin just going to be sitting there. And I so know that, the best yeah. way to stay relevant in people's minds is to stay active. And Armand Sarukin's young, which he has time on his side. But at the same time, it's like 
UFC's got to do something with it. I don't want to see Armand Saruki and one of your best contenders sit on the shelf just because there's not a lot going on in that division. He's already cleaned out everybody below him. Jalen Turner has to get this dub. And also, I'm not going to be opposed to maybe a Mataj Gamrot versus Armand Saruki in a rematch Ooh. just because of how close that fight was, and I thought it would have went the other way. So I was just thinking that maybe it's not that far out of the realm of possibility that the winner of Jalen Turner versus Gamer gets Armand again. Hmm. Very likely if Jalen Turner gets the dub, but if what happens if Mataj Gamrot wins? Like it's tough because everybody else is booked up. I guess and Mataj Gamrot, what is he going to be like? He's like 33, 34. Not necessarily like young. You don't want to sit out yeah. for the rest of a year. No, you know, that's not in your prime. That's prime. Yeah. I was just so you got to go fight Armand again. I guess right. I don't know. I guess. Armand Sarukin's the man. That's the next matchup for him. And Armand, you, what do you do, RDA? It doesn't seem like RDA wants to fight at 155 anymore, you know, because he got that <laughs> dub over uh, Brian Barbarina at 170. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's what you got to do. Gamer Turner. Get Sarukin. Last thing, dude. Last thing that really matters that I have been meaning to talk about probably the last few episodes. And I've seriously forgot because they've been running long. But what is this one? This one is not a very long episode. We got a sick fight that was announced. And I got to be paying more attention to uh, old UFC news alerts here because we got an absolute bang bang coming. And it's uh, Mikhail Olegzhej's first cocky. Mikhail Olegzhej. Mikhail Olegzhej's first Dude. Mikhail Olegshejik versus Kaio Bahalio. <laughs> that is a real... Okay, good, good luck to Bisping and freaking like <laughs> Daniel Cormier, whoever the hell is announcing this. Because if you got to go Bahalio, Kaio Bahalio to Mikhail Olegshejik, it's not going to be a smooth transition. Yeah, that's, that's a rocky transition right there. Oh, God. But there was- <laughs> the sick part about this fight is... Mikal moving down from 205, as we've been talking about, like, Mikal, he's been feeling the 205ers. All right, he knows what that strength is. Katyo Bahalio just basically mauled Mahmoud Miradov, I think, in his last fight. And Mikal just beat a pretty good grappler. I think he cho- did he choke him out, uh, Cody Brundage? Or was it, no, he, uh, Cody Brundage took him down and he just started he- throwing huge ground and pound. Like, he just reversed little bit of a fence grab there, not going to lie. A little bit of fence grab uh, inhibited the uh, Cody Brundage takedown. And uh, Mikal took advantage of that opportunity. Uh, who cares? Because his boxing <laughs> is so sick and he pushes the pace. And I really think that whoever wins this fight is going to solidify themselves as one of the next best UFC 185-pound contenders just because Kaya Bahalio, he could be the Andre Mooney's that he could be like the next strangler of that division that people are scared of fighting but i really think that mikhail olashajic can get this done just because kayo does not have in on the feet to hang Mm -hmm. with not a lot of guys have the skills to hang with mikhail olashajic's boxing and if mikhail can just stuff a takedown find a way to just stay out of being just just dude just don't stay on your back just like continue to scramble bro and just because if you can find your way up to your feet 
he's going to find the target. He goes all Jamie Malarkey on you, and he rips the body, and he just continues to pepper your noggin, and his head movement is so good. He's not afraid to close the distance. He just cannot get too lackadaisical. Like, if he starts landing shots, he cannot get too comfortable because Kyle's going to shoot. He's going to pin him on the ground, and that's the one thing that I'm worried about me, Kyle, is that Cody Brundage took him down. Cody Brundage is a good Good wrestler, but if a guy like Kayo gets a hold of you, he could nullify rounds. Like, you could be down 2-0 going to the third round, and, like, it could go 30-27 easily in Kayo's favor. So, if Mikal can find a way, dude, to keep that sucker standing, good luck with the rest mm-hmm. of the division. And there's no reason why I don't think he can. He's felt the Dustin Jacobis of the world. He's felt these big guys. And so, all it takes is one from Mikal, and I, he fought Modestus Bokowskis, too, who looked like an absolute killer. Didn't he fight? Yeah. And I just am a big fan. I really think that he could, he's got the stand-up to hang with the best of them. And he's just such a pure boxer. I just love the way he fights. So that's the matchup too that I'm looking forward to most. I don't know when it's going to be, but that's what I really wanted to get off my chest because I've been meaning to talk about him forever. And I just been ending the episodes because they've been running long, you know. I'm happy I finally did that. All right. I think that kind of wraps it up. Oh, last thing. Want to make some money on here? <laughs> Kellen doesn't usually do this, but I think Cameron Simon is a minus 300 and Mana Martinez is a plus 250, I think I saw on ESPN. And uh, Mana Martinez is a dog. So I think that that could be a mess up in the mm. eyes of Las Vegas. Like that, could, that, that should go... Th- that should be way closer. Mana Martinez. Are you going to tell your dad to bet on that one? No, because Mana Martinez will definitely lose if I tell my dad to. Because uh, I have bad luck with that. Jinxing it. Yeah. This isn't a betting show. This is a... Uh, we don't want to feed your addiction. No. But Betting bad. Especially when you're betting... Uh, I'm surprised you're not into betting. I know a lot point, of guys what, that what a guy? Bet. What a guy... Was 117,000 on uh, yeah. old Andre Mooney's? Yeah. and his payout was like 180 like it wasn't a whole lot i think no dude they literally like bet like they'll bet six figures to get twenty thousand back yeah it's like not what are you doing to me at least that doesn't make any sense bonicles and minus 1600 favorite that that's crazy well let's look at this cody garbrandt's only at minus 180 so he's a Minus 1,600. That's insane. (laughs) We didn't even talk about Bonicle. Oh, yeah. Mine is a plus 240. I think that's probably one of the more realistic things that you could see. I I would not put it past Damon Blackshear, though. If you're a really betting man, I was impressed with what I I saw in round one and two of Damon Blackshear. So that's it for today's episode thank you guys so much for putting up with me and we would have been done sooner but bianca what My she wasn't fault. ready like she ruined a completely awesome intro from kellen oh my god i'm kidding oh my god <laughs> i'm gonna beat you another 40 minute banger from all gear no yeah, game 40 minutes that's all Approaching you need of 200 us. episodes what dedication oh my god we should do something crazy for a 200th episode yeah Let's have like 200. Let's like, crack open those little bottles that I got. The little liquor bottles. We'll get like, we'll do like a 200 um, nugget eating challenge. You want chicken nuggets right now, don't you? No. Oh my God, I hate you. 
I wouldn't mind him. <laughs> well, yeah, because you didn't get a Dutch baby. Oh. I'm sorry. You need to go eat dinner. Yeah. Thanks, guys. 285 is going to be a bang bang. New champ coming in. Shavkat Rachmanov coming in. Go check out the clips if you haven't watched any. Thanks for listening to us. We'll talk to you guys next week. Later.